Jen, I'm going to start with your questions about do-it-yourself projects that you're working on. And then in the second half of today's show, we're going to shift into some more specific questions you have about wedding day decorations. Now, maybe you are the crafty creative type. I kind of file myself in that category. Or maybe glue guns make you really anxious and really uncomfortable and you're totally not into the do-it-yourself stuff. The bottom line is wherever you fall on that spectrum, doing some of the work on your own when it comes to wedding stuff in general is a huge money saver. And if it's planned for and framed properly, it can also be a ton of fun. So don't get me wrong, if you're totally anti-project craft type things, that's totally fine. But I would encourage you to enlist the help of your friends and your family and get some of those folks on board with you to help do some of these projects on your own. And in exchange, you'll see huge savings down the road. Here are some of your really fun wedding projects that you shared online. DIY plant stands so that I can use the house plants I already have at home as decor on the wedding day and in the ceremony and reception space. I love this idea and I especially love using things that you already own as decorations for the wedding. So for example, maybe you have a huge collection of flower vases or containers and jars that you could use for your wedding day flowers. Another great example of this might be a few big canvas photos that you had done of your engagement pictures. You can display those throughout the reception space on easels. Your guests would love to see them. And double duty, you already had them made for home, so why not pack them up and share them at your wedding day? Other ideas would be picture frames, easels that you already own. I know you have these things up on the walls at home, so take the photos out, switch them out with some engagement photos, use them for the wedding, and then bring them back home. And then, of course, any existing house plants you have, succulent plants that you have potted, potted trees, these are all perfect to repurpose as wedding decorations and not spend a cent. Plant stands are really plentiful at resale and thrift stores. So take a tour in your area and go to those stores and check out what they have to offer. Sometimes all it takes is a coat of spray paint and it will be fresh and look brand new like you just bought it from the store. Another great DIY do-it-yourself wedding project that came in was a listener doing program fans for their beach wedding. You can find templates for this all over Pinterest and on Etsy. They're pretty inexpensive and with just a few minutes of your time, you can make them on your own versus paying much more money to buy them already done. Another really popular project is doing your own invitations or save the date cards. And this listener found a template on Etsy for just $5, <laughs> five bucks for invitations. Now, of course, you're going to have to shell out a little bit of money on the actual paper. So $5 was for the template. You're going to have to shell out some money on the paper and then Printing them, you can use an at-home printer in lots of cases. If that's not possible, if your printer is not quite up to quality, a great option is to go to your local office supply store. And most times they'll have printing services available. 
This is a really affordable way to go about doing the invitations. And I love that it takes the printing off your shoulders, but it's still really inexpensive and you're going to get most likely a much higher quality product than you would if you were just using a run-of-the-mill home printer. So that's a great option if you're looking to do your own invitations or your save the dates. And Beth is doing her own signs for all the things. She's doing signs for menus, the dance floor, and the bar. And she's using old wooden crates and spray paint and some stencils that she found at the craft store for less than $10. That sounds like a really, really fun project. And Beth, I would love to see photos of everything once it's done. And then a handful of you asked just for input on what the best do-it-yourself wedding resources out there. So do I have a favorite blog or a favorite website? The answer is yes. And some of you probably know already what I'm going to say. My favorite resource for projects and anything do-it-yourself related to the wedding is Pinterest. I share so many Pinterest boards with you because this is hands down, in my opinion, this is the best resource for wedding planning out there. YouTube is great too once you've actually pinned down a specific project that you want to try and you're looking for a really detailed how-to, but when you're just in the information gathering stages and looking for ideas, Pinterest is great. You get quick at-a-glance ideas of a bunch of different things at once. It's super easy to visually scroll through and get your ideas and pin them to a wedding DIY board. Once you have the specific ideas, again, I do love YouTube. You can get a ton of really hands-on, how-to, step-by-step guided videos on there, but start with Pinterest. I don't think anything beats it for sourcing ideas, especially for DIY projects. It's a great resource. Next up, a listener wonders, is it wrong to buy all the supplies from the dollar store slash they came from China? Now, this probably comes down to your personal taste and consumer philosophy, which is going to be very different for different people. I certainly never judge anyone's decisions And if mass-produced, inexpensive stuff from the dollar store is what's within your budget and it looks nice, then by all means, that sounds like a great solution for you. My favorite dollar store find of all time, wedding-related, are metal serving trays. They're stamped around the edge and they're perfect for serving appetizers and food items. They were actually really pretty and probably would have cost at least $10 anywhere else to buy. And yes, they were $1 for each of them. I've seen a variation on these serving dishes at multiple dollar stores. So take a look at yours if this is something that you're interested in. I think it's also definitely worth a trip to the dollar store for behind the scenes prep items that you might need for the wedding day. And my favorite find in this category are those long stick lighters that are perfect for lighting candles, tea lights, fondue pots, or burners that you have running under serving trays. Those stick lighters can be a few bucks each, so to get them for a dollar a piece is a really good deal. Next question, how soon should we start making the DIY projects that I have in mind? 
Now, this depends greatly on the type of project. So, of course, you can't make do-it-yourself live flower bouquets a month ahead of time. But if we're talking about just general decorations, favors, invitations, those can and should be started early. I always recommend that you keep a really organized list of all the projects that you want to complete. And a great way to keep things organized is by creating a shared Pinterest board between you and anybody helping you with all of your wedding projects. This way, everyone can see and add photos and inspiration to exactly what's on the deck for next up. This way, everyone can see what's going on. Everyone is able to add photos or add inspiration or add notes about what they think should come next or any project variations, etc., etc. By keeping things really organized, you can schedule out what needs to happen and when. The danger here is that you get to the last days before the wedding and you realize that, oh crap, we had 10 projects that we wanted to do, but now you have to miss out on those because of time constraints. And you don't want to be frantically stressed out and crafting 10 projects in the week before the wedding, trust me. So go ahead and try to schedule those for the months before as early as possible. Get them boxed up and organized in a spot at home where you know exactly where everything is. All right, let's chat about something close to my heart. We often prioritize wedding photography and for a good reason. But here's a thought. Videography is just as, if not more, pivotal. Why? While photos freeze a moment, videos capture the ambiance, the laughter, the music, and those spontaneous, fleeting emotions. Enter shutter and sound films. Their work isn't just videography, it's cinematic artistry. Relive the tremble in your partner's voice, the joyous applause, or that unexpected dance move during your reception. It's all there woven into a high-end film that's uniquely yours. And for those wondering about locations, they've got 14 major U.S. cities covered, including spots like Boston, New York, L.A., and D.C., Plus, they're all about adventure and are more than willing to travel for your big day. So as you plan, remember, photos frame moments, but videos, they let you step back inside them. Check out Shutter and Sound Films at shutterandsound.com and let your wedding day be a cinematic masterpiece you'll revisit time and time again. Susan's Travel Services is so excited to partner with you to plan your honeymoon, destination wedding, or maybe even your bachelor or bachelorette party. Susan and her team have been planning dream vacations for 27 years, and they are truly the best in the business for start-to-finish planning services. Travel and new experiences are incredibly special to me, and Susan and her team have helped me plan some unforgettable vacations, including a bachelorette party in Cabo and a family anniversary celebration in Cancun. They meticulously researched the best all-inclusive options for us based on some very specific priorities and the professional assistance in choosing location, resort, activities, and transportation was absolutely priceless. 
Susan has been in the travel business for 27 years, and she personally travels to her recommended destinations all the time. So she has firsthand on the ground experience with all the amazing resorts, excursions, and services that she recommends. From all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean, overwater bungalows in the Maldives, or that African safari that you've always dreamed of, save yourself hours of research and guesswork and let Susan and her team find you the best options for a -a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Reach out to Susan and her team today by emailing info at susanstravelservices.com And be sure to let her know that I sent you and get $50 off your final booking or $200 off your destination wedding. Her email one more time is info at susanstravelservices.com. Hello again, we're back. Decorations are definitely a hot topic on your mind. And decoration question number one for today, is it better to rent decor or to buy it and DIY? So do it yourself. This is a great question and this is really gonna depend on the budget that you've allocated to decorating your ceremony and or the reception space. Renting decorations, this has come up a lot since that July 17th show, renting decor is really expensive across the board. If you've done any research into rental companies or you're working with an event designer on all of those beautiful details, you know exactly what I mean. Some items are going to be really hard to do it yourself. So for example, lounge furniture, and I have a question on that in just a moment. Or if you're looking to do large installations like chandeliers, a dance floor, really elaborate tables and chairs, how do you do that yourself? You can't go out and buy 12 tables and 150 chairs. So we get kind of stuck where for some things, you almost have to use a rental company. Now, tips for lounge furniture rentals, because yes, broken record, rental companies are really expensive. If you're really set on having fun furniture brought in for a lounge area or a relaxed space within your venue, and you want to hear a listener's really creative twist on how her and her fiance rented a U-Haul truck to transport their very own unique vintage pieces, then you'll want to check out the episode dated August 23rd of this year, 2023, and it's titled Surprising Ways to Save Money on Decor and Rental Items. Now, if you don't personally own any fun furniture that can be repurposed, then step one would be to ask around to friends and family and see if they have anything that you could borrow. And then step two, if that's a no, If you're really set on fancy stuff like velvet couches, a custom dance floor, a solid wood vintage bar, and giant chandeliers being brought into the rustic barn on your family's property, then sadly, I don't have a whole lot of advice for workarounds because in general, just generally speaking, really big, large-scale custom pieces are going to require going through a rental company with licensed and insured employees so that they can do the moving, the heavy lifting, and the setting up and the taking down. 
Now, with that said, if you can prove me wrong on this, then by all means, please be in touch with your story and how you're doing a workaround because I would love to hear all about it. Now, with all that said, for smaller decoration items like your centerpieces, accents on the cake table or the gift table, things to set up on the bar, I think buying and reselling those decoration items after the wedding is a wonderful option. Much more on this idea in some previous episodes, but essentially, if you're new to the show and you haven't heard me run through this before, essentially what you'll do is you'll invest the money to buy the decoration item. So for example, let's say 10 huge bird cages for the tabletops for the centerpieces. And then after the wedding, you're going to sell those bird cages to another couple and you're going to make some, if not all, of your money back. And to take this very specific example a step further with the bird cages, at the flower warehouse just a few miles away from me here in San Diego, you can buy a two foot tall bird cage for about $15. You would probably pay at least that much to rent one. And this way, if you need 10 of them, you spend $150 total, you buy them, and then after the wedding, you're easily going to be able to sell those bird cages to another couple getting married and looking to do the same thing. And you can probably sell them for anywhere from $10 to $15 each, making some, if not all, of that money back. That definitely beats paying a rental company and never seeing that money again, right? And related to this question, I also got a few questions for recommendations on one-stop shop for decorations. So what's one place where I can go buy decorations where I'm not running all over town, I'm not looking at a hundred different websites and having dozens of boxes show up every day on the doorstep. Again, this is heavily covered in previous episodes, but I would highly recommend searching for a floral wholesaler in your area that's open to the public. They should have a ton of decoration options there for you. So try a Google search for flower wholesale and your city name, see what comes back, pay them a visit and see what's available. Now, I can't promise that each and every one of you listening is going to have a jackpot flower warehouse available to you within just a couple miles away from home. But if you can find one that's relatively close, I would recommend hopping in the car, even if it takes a half a day trip, to go out there and see what's available. Because as a one-stop shop for decorations, there's nothing that beats a really good floral wholesaler. And next question on decorations. How do you know the balance between too much and not enough? This depends entirely on your budget, your venue, and also just your personal taste. Lots of venues are going to come complete with beautiful architecture, with gardens, natural surrounding beauty, and you're going to need little to no extra decorations in a space like that. After you're committed to a venue, it's really important and smart to set a budget for table centerpieces and any other decorations that you want to bring in and stick to it. 
shop around, look on Pinterest for inspiration and any DIY budget workarounds if your budget feels too small. There's almost always a cheaper alternative if you're willing to do the work researching and to enlist help from your close friends and family. So if that budget is feeling too small and you're worried that you do not have enough decoration for your space, take a look on Pinterest, get creative, look for those cheaper alternatives. And on the flip side, just to really drive this point home, if your venue is absolutely gorgeous and you don't think you need to have any decorations, but you kind of feel guilty, like maybe you should, you should have something to decorate, right? If it's that beautiful standalone, then don't worry about it. Save that money and put it towards another wedding element or just save the money period and don't spend it on the decorations. And that leads perfectly into the next question, which is, is it okay not to decorate for the rehearsal dinner? Yes, it is 100% perfectly fine not to have any sort of decoration at the rehearsal dinner. If you're doing this in a restaurant space, chances are that that space is already decorated as is, and you don't need to do anything additional. If you want to, of course, that's an option, but don't feel like you have to go out and have this whole elaborate separate set of decorations just for the rehearsal night. And last decor question for today, how can I make low ceilings look higher? Who? <laughs> this is a good one. And I'm not a designer by any stretch of the imagination, but my instincts tell me to draw the eyes down versus up. So I'd avoid any floating or hanging decorations that are coming down from that low ceiling. I'd also avoid tall and oversized centerpieces. Those are going to make the space feel crowded. Those are going to make a low ceiling feel even lower. So I'd recommend sticking to very low dense decorations on the tabletops and keep the guests eyes down on the tabletop versus up at that low ceiling. All right, that wraps up this week's wedding decor Q&A and project discussion. I hope you found a creative idea that you can implement I say it every show, I'll say it again, I would always love to hear from you with your wedding questions, any stories you have, and you can be in touch anytime by visiting our website, weddingplanningpodcast.co slash contact. And if you're listening to this show in real time, happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you have an amazing holiday week full of love friends and family, and of course, amazing food and drinks. I am so very grateful for being a part of your engagement season and your support of the Wedding Planning Podcast means the world to me. Be safe, have fun, have fun shopping, and we'll talk again next week, same time, same place. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Wedding Planning Podcast. For episode recaps and special offers, visit our website at wedpodcast.com. There you'll also find a link to submit your wedding questions and future show topic requests. Follow us wherever you listen for new episodes every Wednesday. And if you're loving the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review to share your favorite episodes and thoughts with other couples. Wishing you a happy engagement. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. 
and we'll talk again next week, same time, same place.